Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the week gone by, for the weekend where we had an opportunity to rest to connect with family and friends, to share a bit of your love. We thank you, Lord, for all those opportunities that you give us to share what we know of you. And we thank you, Father, for all the good things that have happened to us in this past week and the great things that you have in store and planned for us during this day and this week ahead. And at the onset of it, Father, we want to surrender it all to you, to acknowledge your presence in this day and through this week. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, and our prayer. We surrender all our failings and our shortcomings, all our pride and our ego, all our accolades and all the possible reasons for the appreciation that we receive from people. Everything that could instigate our pride. Everything that we are recognized for. Father, all our crowns, we surrender at your feet. And we look up to you, Lord, to receive from you, from our Father. The Father who will not give us a stone when we ask for egg. The Father who is always giving us bread. You feed our spirit and you pour your wisdom into it. You pour your gifts into it, Father. You pour your principles and you give us understanding. You fill us with your word. And you show us how to walk in the light with you. You hold our hand and you lead us, Father. There we go. We thank you for this morning for this opportunity to be with you and to receive from you, to draw from you like we would draw water out of a well, the well of wisdom and understanding, the well of mercy and the well of grace, that father that gives his love unto us unconditionally. It is not tied to any conditions. He loves us the same yesterday, today and forever. Father, the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts, we want to share it this morning with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share it with all those that are beneficiaries of prayer requests made on this group, with all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer ourselves to stand in that gap, Lord. And we offer our faith as the raw material for every wonder and every sign that you will work in those lives. We share your peace and joy with all those that are Christians and do not know you. And all those that do not want to know you. Quicken them and draw them near, Father, for unless you draw them, they cannot come. But just as Brother Savio reflected wonderfully, 
in his reflection yesterday, Jesus shares that invitation with everyone. And he says, come. The spirit says, come. All the bride needs to do is say, come. And so, Father, as we raise our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker and our creator, the God of Abraham who always responds to faith, the God of overflow, the God of miracles, the one who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living, the preserver of men. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son, who taught us faith, the word himself who became flesh and dwelt amongst us and now through his spirit, through the revelation we receive from his spirit becomes flesh and dwells within us so that that word is more real and more true than any other word that we receive from around. The Lion of Judah, our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the breath of the Father that we are given, the one who quickens us, through whom the heavens above us are opened so that when we make our prayer, that prayer does not reach a shut heaven, but an open door where when we ask, we receive, when we seek, we find, and when we knock, the Father opens up his treasure of good things that he pours onto us. The spirit of light and life. The one who heals our backsliding. Father, we thank you that you reveal to us the ways in which you work in our lives. You have not spared any resource in heaven and you made everything available to us, your son and your spirit as well. You gave of yourself. You gave us angels. You gave us your word, which is backed and signed by your integrity. Heaven and earth shall pass, but that word shall never fail. You gave us angels, you gave us destiny, help us. You give us family and friends that represent that same love that you have for us in its different facets. And all that you want is for us to continue to maintain and build on our relationship with you. That which you intended for Adam when you first created him. A man, but made in your likeness and image. And that is who we are. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with food on our table and with work of our hands. That despite the fact that we continue to fall into sin, you do not turn us away. But through your mercy, all that you ever want is for these, your children, to step into their inheritance. That which Jesus came to give us to return to us, which was stolen from the, us by the evil one. Our abundance and our dominion. We thank you, Father. And we get into this morning's reflection. We see that yesterday we reflected on people will have to give an account for every empty word that they speak. That was Matthew 12, verse 36. 
The passage also said in Matthew 12, verse 33, a couple of verses earlier, make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Now, what does it mean for a Christian to bear good fruit? Let's reflect on this today. According to God's plan in creation, in Genesis 1 verse 12, every tree was designed to bear fruit with seed in it according to its own kind. That is, we as well, when we look at that plan, we were designed to produce fruit according to our kind. And our kind is made in the likeness and image of God. So our fruit should look like that. And as we have seen yesterday, a person's choice of words and outward actions are a product of the condition of his heart, of his nature, of his character. Now let's look at a parable Jesus taught us about the fig tree and fruit in Luke chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. And I'll just read those verses. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the wine dresser, Look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree. And I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? A very important question. We put ourselves in that position. Verse 8. And he answered him, that is the wine dresser answering the owner now. Sir, let it alone this year also. Until I dig around it and I put manure on it. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The wine dresser is prepared to work on that plant. To help it bear fruit. We find the explanation for this parable in a different gospel in an unrelated circumstance altogether. But I feel that's connected there. Where in John chapter 15, Jesus talks about the wine. He says, I am the true wine. Which means there can also be false wines. And obviously those are the ones that don't bear fruit. He says, I am the true wine and my father is the gardener. The wine dresser. Verse 2. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will bear even, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the wine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That is, on our own, we cannot bear fruit. So when we look at that three-year-old fig tree that wasn't bearing fruit, the suggestion Jesus is giving here is for that to be grafted unto him, the true wine. So when we join ourselves to him to be a part of him, 
as a branch to serve him to obey him to have that same life blood that is in him run within us to have the same character where we produce the same leaves as the main true vine galatians 220 no longer i but my christ who lives in me i take on his nature i have the mind of christ that is the status that we are looking at when we say we are a branch of that vine then we bear fruit the kind of character he designed us to bear how does he do it he first chooses and isolates us so he can work on us he said in john 15 verse 16 you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you so that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide you should live and should be seen next we must be a part of him as we have seen earlier as the fruit bearing wine that is we must repent of our non productive ways and believe in him that is the only way we can be grafted unto that true wine that grafting is our salvation and immediately he gives us the holy spirit now the holy spirit brings with him his ninefold fruit as we have seen yesterday we see that in galatians 5 verse 22 he connects us with the word and he draws us in this is the wine dresser that he spoke of earlier in that parable see john 6 verse 44 and 45 he says no one can come to me now this is jesus speaking no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them and i will raise them up at the last day it is written in the prophets they will all be taught by god everyone who has heard the father and learnt from him comes to me hearing from the wine dresser and learning from him that teaching of his word is his pruning his fertilizing his trimming and digging around to put manure so that we might bear much fruit and he and he gives us time he gives us time as we have seen in the parable above it is up to us to abide by that word to do what it says and to obey his commands and joshua 1:8 tells us that when we do that we shall make our way prosperous as in we shall be fruitful in john 15 verse 7 he said if you remain in me and my words remain in you connect this verse now with joshua 1:8 and then he says ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you that asking is a part of the fruit bearing process he also said in this is my father glorified that you bear much fruit that you live a good christian life that you are successful in ministry and are winning souls for the kingdom that is what he means and this is his father glorified but if after being given time you still do not bear fruit 
then what would Jesus do? He's put every resource available. He has given us time as well. The wine dresser has been given to work on us. But if we refuse to change, if we just look at our own salvation and think that's it, I don't need to do any more. I am still saved. And you still will be. But let's look at what Jesus would do. He makes that very clear as well. In the parable in John 15, the parable of the wine now, the true wine. John 15 verse 6, he clearly mentions it. He says, if you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. I am the wine and you are the branch. You can choose to stay on me or be picked up and thrown into the fire. That's his message here, very clear. Did he demonstrate it? Yes, he did. Though prophetically. We see that in Mark chapter 11, verse 13 to 14. When he came searching for figs, that is fruit on the tree. Now keep the above parable of the fig tree in mind. There again it says the owner came searching for fruit on the tree for three years. Here now we see Jesus was hungry and he came searching for fruit on the tree and he found none. And so he cursed the tree. And the Bible says it dried from the root. A tree that did not bear fruit for him when he came searching, he cursed it. That's scary. We see the same result in the parable of the talents. To the one, the third servant that buried the one talent that he was given in the ground and returned it unused without any transaction to the master. Now, putting God in that position of the master. The parable, in the parable, the master said, throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So in multiple places, he's giving the same example of what if we do not bear fruit? There is no value for us in that kingdom. He gives that freedom of salvation freely. But it is up to us to live a life that will produce fruit that is worth, that will build the kingdom. So salvation is not the end. It is the beginning of our fruit-producing season in the kingdom. And you will be tested for it in the fire. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 12 to 14 says, If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. That is your building, your fruit producing time. What you do with it. It says it will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer lot loss, but yet will be saved because salvation has already been given. 
even though only as one escaping through the flames. So they will narrowly escape and be saved. Escaping through the flames. Now remember he said, throw those branches into the fire. And here he says, one that will escape narrowly from that fire, the branch that was being thrown out received its salvation, but did not produce fruit. Is that branch you? That is a question you need to ask yourself. And what am I going to do about it? Another thing to remember is, as fruit is unique to each tree, so our fruit is unique to us, for each one. God knows what he has entrusted to each of us and what he expects to do with it. You see that in Luke 12, verse 48. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, the plans that I have for you, and those plans are unique for each one. Each one has to play their part in fruit-bearing process for the kingdom. Our responsibility before God is to be faithful with little, like the servants in the parables of the talent, so that he can trust us with much. Just like those faithful servants who handle his talents wisely, as seen in Matthew 25. Every Christian must bear good fruit. For as Matthew 12 says in verse 33, every tree will be recognized by its fruit. And when he says recognize there, that's what we are referring to at the end. Whether we receive the flames or we remain a branch in the wine and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That recognition will come by its fruit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us understand the meaning of what you are trying to teach us today. That we do not take our Christian life and our salvation for granted. But we keep our eyes and our ears and every sense of reception in the spirit open to what it is that you are trying to tell us. The role that you have assigned for us to fulfill in this life. And in your kingdom. So that when we step out, we step out in boldness with that objective, with that mission in mind. In everything we do, speak or think, we think in accordance with your word and your will. And we do what is needed of us in order for the kingdom to grow, in order for your purpose to be fulfilled. That just as we are saved, it is our job to go out in turn and save souls for the kingdom. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Father, this day. That all complacency is thrown out. And that sense of commitment comes in. And as we pray for spiritual growth, Father, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. 
for those of our family and our friends, for every prayer request that has been mentioned on this prayer group. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, especially the COVID sickness. We pray for all families that are battling all kinds of divisive forces seeking to steal, kill and destroy from them. We pray also in a special way for every family that is part of the Brisbane prayer group. We plead your blood, Jesus, over each of these families, over every member of each of these families. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will and your plan for their lives, for their ministries, that they become fruit-bearing Christians. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, from sin, from danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and all kinds of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. We come against every stronghold for the every stronghold that every chain that seeks to keep your people bound, Lord, and under the authority that you have given us. We declare those chains broken especially over the ones that we now pray for. We pray also for all those that are battling joblessness, that are battling financial challenges, that are seeking new jobs. Everyone that has a destiny that doesn't seem to be moving forward, Father, for whatever spiritual block that lies ahead of it, we stand on our priesthood, we hold them between the horns of your tabernacle. But everyone that is placed between those horns must receive your mercy, must receive your grace. This is what your word has shown us and taught us, Father. And we exercise that priesthood over these lives. That everything that has blocked their destiny, we come against it and by the power of prophecy, we force that door open. Every bronze gate that stands in their way, we pull it down in the name and the authority of the king. Every iron bar that stands across, we cut it in sunder. By the power of the Holy Spirit, by the sword of the Spirit. And let the path ahead of them be made flat, that the sons of Israel, the children of your inheritance, walk across on flat ground, on dry ground. into their inheritance. We pray also for those members of our family and our friend circle that have not yet received their salvation. Quicken them, O oh Father, and let their hearts be turned towards you so that they might call on your name and be delivered. We pray for our own personal needs as well, those of our families. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And every time we speak your word in our prayer and release our faith, we speak under an open heaven. And when we make that our prayer of agreement, that prayer must be an answered prayer. This is our faith, Father, and we release it in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you pray and you intercede with us and for us. We join ourselves now to you as one spirit as we make this our prayer of agreement in the spirit. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to unmute your mics, release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now pray in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Kurasa kata Brian, nombor dua lorese, dede 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 dede
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Scripture being given today is Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. In him, according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things, according to the counsel of his will, we who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from John chapter 12, verse 24, where it is written, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. 
unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And the second one is from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 and 25, where it is written, One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And this is one of the powerful principles that the Bible talks about in terms of abundance. It is applicable to any and every area of our life. Just like Jesus says, let him who have ears hear what is written in there. Thank you, Jesus, for that powerful scripture. If there's anyone else that is receiving any revelation from the Lord as well, please feel free to type it in the chat or you can unmute and speak. Thank you. I've got one but in Luke 8 15 but as for that in the good soil these are the ones who when they hear the word hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience and endurance Amen Amen Thank you Jesus Before we conclude this morning's session, just a heads up about this week's Bible study session. The topic is, what authority has God given you? We have lightly touched upon this topic in our morning reflections, in the morning encounter with the Lord, but this will be a detailed session on the authority that God has made available to each one as a believer. We shall share links for people to join the session on Zoom and on YouTube in our a telegram group this morning, later this morning. Please share that with your friends and family and invite them to come and attend this session. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone.